the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. It is time for another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert in studio, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris, and top of the morning to you, sir. How are top you? Top of the morning to you. Yeah, you can say that today, but, you know, Bob is not wearing green. I am. He's, he is going to get pinched today, I'm just telling you. It's St. Patty's Day. <laughs> that's right. It's St. Patty's Day today. <laughs> yeah, that's it? right. You wearing green? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. A little bit of green. A little bit of green there, yeah. Very not true, good. Not true green, but close enough, I guess. Uh, okay, okay. St. <laughs> Patty's Day, huh? That's a fun thing. I remember as yeah. a kid, I used to enjoy doing that a lot. You know, we'd go around and pinch the people that didn't have green on. It was kind of fun. Anyway. Yep, yep. We used to turn the desk upside down in school. You were a little harder on people than me. <laughs> I was a little gentler than that. No, I say a leprechaun came and did it, right? <laughs> there you I go. I don't know. Anyway, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal's show here. I always start the show off with, um, you know, what's going on in the markets, the economy, the first few minutes, and then we'll get into some financial education today. i got some good topics today to talk about as well. But basically, you know, the, the, the markets are trading on um, lots of fundamentals now, which is good. They're, the market's trading on, on inflation concerns with interest rates. The market's trading on corporate earnings, tax breaks, and now the new tariff conversation. Okay? And when you take a look at all of this, basically what we have is, is we've, we've now entered the next stage of an economic expansion and stock market um, you know, uh, growth, and that is we're starting to get inflation pressures into the system. So now, how are stocks going to act? How are bonds going to act? What should you be doing in your portfolios? And that's really the thing: is take a look at what your mark, what your accounts do during inflation, you know, times and and interest rate time. Now, now inflation's not off the charts or anything like that. We're just starting to see the first development of it, the first, you know, incubation of inflation really starting to hit this the system. And and, and one of the leading um uh factors to that is is wages. You know, and again, wages in January rose 2.9% and in February they rose 2.6%. So so they're starting to come up, which is a good thing. We all want that to happen. Corporate earnings are, are estimated to continue to rise. And, and remember, for the first time since 1986, in April and May of this year, corporations are going to be reporting their corporate earnings for the quarter under a, a lower tax rate. 
So that's going to be kind of a exciting thing to to take a look at too, and uh, so we'll we'll see how this continues to play out and and, and move from there. But estimates look like uh, corporate earnings are going to be continuing to rise, and at the end of the day, you know, fundamentally, that's one of the main reasons people buy stock is based off the future anticipated earnings of a corporation. So. Lots of good news in the markets. You know, some, t- some people will say, oh, it's too good news because rates, you know, interest rates may, may rise. And that's part of the problem is that when interest rates rise too much too quickly over time, you know, it sort of tends to choke off the capital to the economy. And then the economy slows down and stocks tend to roll over. So but we've got a ways for that. Uh, so keep your eyes on those four, you know, more salient points of what's happening economically, and that'll give us some telltale signs as to where things are and where mm-hmm. things may be going down mm-hmm. the road. So always good to keep your pulse on the economy. Watch what the Fed's doing, corporate earnings as well. Uh, you know, you have so, some leading indicators that you always watch that kind of give you an idea of what's going to happen, right? There's like a well, Chris, yeah, you've been peeking at my notes. That's one of the things we're going to be talking about today Sweet, are the different you know? types of indicators. Yep, exactly. I'm just learning but, from you, that's all. Yeah, very, very good. So absolutely. So, hey, let's go ahead and take a quick break here and open up our phone lines. Give us a call with any of your subject matters at all today. If you want to talk about the economy, about taxes, about estate planning, about investments, about 401k plans, about your financial plan, about wills or trusts or whatever it is, give us a call here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 to reach, reach me live here in the studio with any of your financial planning questions. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turo at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. Troy Turo and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Now, here's Larry Rosenthal. Well, we're back with Larry Rosenthal here in studio. And if you'd like to dial in, here's the phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry. So, Chris, keeping in theme with what you were talking about here, economic indicators and, and how we were talking about the top, you know, top of the show here, the economy and stuff, let's talk about ex- exactly that. You know, I, I get the question often, you know, well, how do you tell what's going on in the economy? How do you tell, you know, what, what, what's happening? What do you think is going to happen? You know, we have get, get all these questions all the time. 
And while nobody knows, there are certain ways, you know, that you can sort of unpack the economy, break it down, take a good look at it, and, and, and get a grip on where we are now and, and, and you know, sort of get a good feeling on, on where things may be going down the road. So there's three types of indicators. Now, there's more to this whole looking at the economy scenario, but there's three types of indicators just from a basic standpoint to answer questions, because I get these questions all the time. I thought, yeah, we'll come in and we'll talk about it here this weekend. Three types of indicators. There's lagging indicators, there's coincident indicators, and there's leading economic indicators. So let me sort of paint the picture for you. So let's, let's pretend you're driving down the road in your car, and you look in your rearview mirror, and you go, wow, man, I'm so glad I missed that pothole back there. <laughs> That's sort of a lagging comment, you know, because you're looking in your rearview mirror about what's already happened. That's a lagging comment. So they have lagging economic indicators. There's a list of things that you can look at and go, yeah, well, that already happened. Exactly. Then there's coincident indicators, things that are happening right now. So you're in your car, you pull up to a stop sign, and you stop. And you say, wow, I'm glad we stopped because a city bus just drove through the intersection, right? That's right. So that's a coincident indicator. It's happening right now. Then there's leading economic indicators. These are indicators that sort of try to forecast what could be happening in the economy, future movements in the economy. So LEIs, leading economic indicators. Pretend you're driving in your car again and you turn on your headlights because it's dark out, and now you can see into the future. You can see down the road a little bit. So that's sort of what the leading economic indicators attempt to sort of paint the picture of. I would like it if we would have a map of those potholes you were talking about, especially in the D.C. area. Maybe that You couldn't would be- have a map of potholes, Chris. You have to have a map of where they aren't. <laughs> it isn't it that is the truth no i'm just kidding it's not all that bad though. no it's okay bad. um so so when you stop and you take a look at the at at how to sort of you know dissect all of this the most emphasis obviously is on uh leading economic indicators so when you're when you're talking about them you, and, and you break it down there's there's 10 components that make up the conference board's leading economic indicator index, you know, for the U.S. And then there's ones abroad and internationally and things like that. Let's just talk a little bit about some of the ones in the in the U.S. because a lot of people are, are always asking me, how do you how do you look into the economy? How do you see what's happening? So the leading economic indicators, and you can get this by going to the conference board uh, website. You know, one of them is the average weekly hours uh, worked in the manufacturing base. Are hours going up or hours going down? Because if, if, if weekly hours are going up, then that looks like that there's going to be more demand for for products and or services out there, right? Whereas if people are, are getting their hours cut back, that means the economy or, or businesses are starting to slow down, okay? A uh, big one also is <clears throat> average weekly uh, initial claims for unemployment insurance. How many people have been laid off? How many people have lost their jobs? What's happening in the trend there? Are more and more people getting out of work or are more and more people getting into work, right? So you want to see see that because obviously jobs is a very good leading economic indicator as to where the strength is in the economy, whether the economy is continuing to expand or, or, or slow down or contract. So looking at the 10 economic indicators is, is pretty important. What's interesting about it is it's very difficult to sort of t- pull one of them out, you know, and say, oh, this one here, based off of this one, this is what I think. No, you've got to sort of 
put them all together and, and bake them into their own little report and just see what the trend of all of them together are. Another one is, is manufacturers' uh, new orders or consumer goods and materials. What's being ordered? Are, are, are consumers and or businesses ordering products? Are, what are they ordering? Are they ordering lots of windows, you know, to put into new homes that are being built? Or are they ordering lots of tires, you know, to, 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 because cars are being purchased more and more? So, so what, what are these new orders doing? Are, are, are new orders from in the manufacturer's base, are they, are they improving? Are they expanding? Are they growing? Or are they, are they declining? Are they leveling off? You know, because, you know, stop and think about it. Products, you know, product demand, Chris, does three things. It either, it's either declining or it's expanding and increasing or it's leveling, right? So, so where are the different, you know, what's the trend line look like in that? Then you look at ISM manufacturing new orders as well. And, and, and anything above when you look at the ISM manufacturing index, which is what a lot of people really like to focus on, you know, anything above 50 can, shows the overall economy is expanding. Anything below 50 shows it's in contraction. And it's, and it's above 50 now, which is good news. So, again, you take these things and you sort of put them together in, in all of this. If anybody wants to get a list of these, these uh, 10 leading economic indicators, feel free to, to reach out, and we'll be happy to, to send them out to you. I've got them here on a, on a list. Just go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and, we'll be happy, and shoot me off an email. We'll be happy to, to, to send them out to you, which, by the way, Chris, I was going through uh, some of our edits. I'm very excited about this. I'll, I'll start announcing it now. Uh, I was going through some some cl- uh, not final edits, but close to final edits of our new website that we're going to be launching uh-huh. here in the in the coming weeks. So we're very excited about that. It's going to be mobile compatible. Uh, lots of new changes. It's it looks really slick. That's great. So That's and and we have packed it full with educational information. It is going to be a big big resource. Uh, for people that just want to learn and read and and play with calculators and all kinds of things. So, so if I pack- plug so if I plug in a, a stock or two that I buy, it's going to tell me exactly how much return I'm going to get, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not quite that. <laughs> well, that's maybe that's in the next version, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I was going to I was going to ask you this with regards to uh, what you're talking about with these indicators. Is there something? That when you plug in these all of these different numbers, like a software or something like that, or is it something that you have to analyze and pour over for a while before you actually come up with a conclusion based on those indicators? It, it, it's the latter. You know, you, you've got to really take a look at all of these things, and then you've got to also take a look at, you know, what is the Federal Reserve doing? Oh, what is fiscal policy doing? Um you know, it's uh, some of this is skill and time in the game, understanding. What, it is. It's yeah. not a science. You know, the the um, uh, financial planning is not three plus two equals five. It's more three plus something gets us close to five, because yeah. it, there's a lot of art to it. You know, there's there's a lot of art. You can, you can debate what sectors should I be in? Okay. Uh, you you can debate that all the time. You know, well. What's going on in the overall economy? I want to be in in technology now, or I want to be in small company uh, emerging market stocks right now. Well, why? What's your defendable position to be in both of those sectors? Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why don't, you know, some so that's why we, so many different advisors have different advice. <laughs> oh yes, interpret yes. Things differently. When I talk to my friends around the country about you know, well, what are you investing in? What am I investing in? Blah 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 blah. There is some overlap, but there's also some some outliers too. 
as to to where people see things moving to and from and and all of that kind of stuff. So I, I tend to keep it very basic and very simple, and and, and you know and you know the, the old adage on on Wall Street is still true even after all these years of coming through the financial crisis. Uh, you know, which is don't fight the Fed. And, and, and what I mean by that is after all these years of coming through the financial crisis, you know, the financial crisis hit in 07 and 08. They bottomed out in March of, of 2009. We still, you know, it, it was just until 2014 that the government stopped printing money to support the, the, the rehabilitation of the economy. So from 08 to 2014, we went through four different, tranches of quantitative easing or what they call printing money. Well, right? they, you know, they must not have got my order. I, I put my order in for money, and I never got it. They, they you never... missed that memo in high school. You didn't fill out the right, the right must form, have, Chris. I must have yeah, I was hoping yeah for everybody got it, man. Yeah, you know? darn it. No, come on. <laughs> you, can't, you can't put in an order to print money for yourself, I guess. It just doesn't work like that. But. No, you, you, you might get in a little bit of trouble if you start printing your own money. <laughs> yeah, you think? Just a little bit, a right? A little bit, yeah. just a little bit. So you know, but that—that's—that's that's, uh, uh, you know, when you when you st- really take a look at it, and that's what's happening in the economy now, and and people don't re- don't realize this, but but we've been waiting for news since 2008 that we finally got in February this year, and that is about wages rising because functionally it's been a wageless and almost jobless recovery uh, from 2008 up through now. And now with the ability, now now we're seeing more and more people starting to, their wages are starting to, to creep up a little bit across the nation now. Now you're, gonna, now you're starting to see, you know, fears of inflation and, and rates rising higher. So, hey, we're talking about the economy today, kind of uh, keeping it light and, and, and easy a little bit. If you have questions, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back for a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise? Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around 500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703 703- 201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. 
and Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's a telephone number for you. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. You can call that number also and get a hold of the Financial Planning Toolkit, which will help you get started kind of figuring out what you need to do to invest your money and to be able to kind of figure out uh, how to budget and do all kinds of different things with that thing. Can't you, Larry? Yes, the Financial Planning Toolkit, Chris. It'll, it'll essentially draw a line in the sand and address the question, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where will I be down the road? You know, and, and give you all kinds of options and choices and things of that nature there. You know, there's there's four things that you can do when a financial plan falls short. One is to, to work longer. Another one is to get a better rate of return on your investments. Another one is to, to save more money or retire on less. There's another one. You can bury your head in the sand. You no, you don't bury your head in the sand, Chris. You could, though. No, you could, but we don't, right? right? Exactly. We fix things. We fix things. Right. So, hey, we're talking about leading economic indicators in the economy. And I have to tell you, one of the best leading economic indicators that, that I've seen is in Proverbs 21.5. It says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. So, you know, talking about getting education, finding out what needs to be done, how to manage money, understand whose money it is, and it's the Lord's anyway. So, you know, we need to, to have reverence for that as as well as getting education on all these different things about the economy. I tell you, I listen to these these shows sometimes on, on, on um, well, I read a lot, and I, I listen to the shows on print media, the radio, and, 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 and on television and stuff. And, and, you know, they're always talking about all different angles and stuff. So we thought we'd break down the, the leading economic indicators today. Another one here is building permits. Uh, for for new homes, uh, private <laughs> housing. That? Huh? Who would have thought that was an Atlantic indicator? That, but I guess it is. It of, is yeah. building permits. You know, if you think about it, you know, one of the largest multiplying effects in the overall economy is a house or a building. Yeah. Think about what goes into it. You know, carpeting, paint, drywall, metal, wood, bricks, mortar, steel, windows, glass, electronics, shingles. You know, grass. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Right. You know, so 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 uh, building permits is a very large uh, component of it. And then, believe it or not, a leading indicator are stock prices in the S&P 500. Hmm. The stock market is actually viewed as a leading economic indicator. OK. Um, and then you've got the credit index as well. The the difference between the 10 year Treasury and the and the federal funds rate and then the consumer expectations for business conditions survey. So, so those are the sort of the ten, the ten leading economic indicators that people always ask. Well, you know, how do you figure out what's what's coming down the road in the economy? In addition to that, you also take a look at all the numbers as well. So, but there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of study and staying on top of all these reports and things like that. And but, you put a little seasoning in that soup, and you stir it all up, and then you come up with something in the end, right? 
That's exactly right, Chris. That's the deal. You know, wow. it's all about baking it up properly. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were such a good cook there, Larry. Oh, <laughs> uh, you make it sound so easy, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so where can I find all these indicators? Are they available online somewhere? Yep, you can go. You can uh, send me an email. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. We'd be happy to send them to you. Or you just simply go to the conference board. Uh, just Google up conference board leading economic indicators, and there they all are with the definitions and the reasons why you want to watch them and things of that nature. So. Uh, very easy, you know, to to pull up. The problem is 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 the study and and then the application of it all. That's the that's the real issue with it. So, uh, but but you know, I wanted to bring that out out to light today. Obviously, not a lot of uh, you know, sort of uh, the the. Uh, uh, well, it's the, the secret bookworm sauce, conversation yeah. of, of things. So we'll, now we'll get into some fun uh, financial okay. education and products and things. What would you say? I said it's the secret sauce is what it really is kind of. It right. is the secret sauce. It is the secret sauce. Yeah. Hey, so some new information here about Social Security, right? Ooh. Everybody knows about Social Security. 48% of women and 42% of men uh, begin taking their Social Security at age 62, which is the earliest possible day. Uh, why? Why do you think that? Just 4% of women and only 2% of men wait to age 70 to take it. Is this because they haven't saved? They don't have a lot of money in their retirement plans? Yeah. So let's stop and break this down here real quick. You know, Social Security, if you wait to take it to age 70, you get more money from Social Security. And that is fact. That's inc- that it is correct. Okay. But the issue there is that, you know, what are you going to do if you retire at 62 or 64? You're going to spend down your own money, right? Mm. Waiting to, to grow Social Security by the 8% a year, it says it's going to grow after your normal retirement age. Well, you know, what good does it do you or your family if you're spending down your own money and letting Social Security sit there? So a lot of people will take it. And uh, when you run out of financial plan, I was just working with a client this, this week. They're going to retire in a couple of years. And I said, you know, look, when we get close – uh, to to retire, they want to retire at sixty two. When we get close there, then we're going to really sit down and do what we call Social Security timing program, where we're going to take a look to see what age, what month it's best for you to take your Social Security in your family situation. So when you're looking at taking your Social Security decision, it is one of the biggest decisions that that's out there. The good news about it is, as long as you're alive, that money is going to keep on coming in. Isn't that what Warren Buffett used to always say is use other people's money, OPM? Yes, yeah. OPM, other people's money, absolutely. And so you want Social take, Security is in a way. I mean, it's it, your money. Well, but it's, yeah, it's your money coming back to you, and uh, you know, but at the same time, it, it, you, know, you don't have it right now. It, exactly. it is a pensionable type of a, a stream of income, which is meant to be a supplement to your own savings and, and investments. It, it actually says that in the brochure there. And so when you, when you want to, you know, Take, take a look at when people are taking it, usually at 62, which, by the way, the majority of people retire earlier. Uh, of those that are retired, the majority of them are retiring earlier than they actually anticipated simply because they retire for different reasons. They, they're retiring for uh, health care or they get uh, the job reduction workforce or um, uh, they, 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 they retire earlier to take care of a family member whose health care is ailing, too. Mm-hmm. So. So there's all different reasons why, but the most popular age to take Social Security is age 62, and if you're not working at that point, sometimes it makes a lot of sense to go about doing that, and the way you really check that out is by putting it into a financial plan with everything. So that brings me to something sort of wrapping around uh, a subject that we didn't we didn't pick up last weekend. We ran out of time, but some stuff that's in the news about annuities. 
we can sort of tie this in with Social Security and the ages and things. You know, annuities are in the news a lot. You can turn on the television and you can see people standing there saying, oh, annuities are wonderful, they're great, and you can see somebody else going, I can't stand annuities, they're no good, and blah, 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 blah. I know so many financial advisors all across the nation. I know some advisors who who will will always put clients into an annuity. I know some advisors who will never put clients into an annuity, and I know clients and, and I know advisors that put clients some money into an annuity and some money not into an annuity. And it just really depends. And and here's the scenario. Why is why is there an annuity? Well, why is there a motorcycle and why is there a bus and why is there a car? They all have transportation. They will all move you from one point to another, but they do it differently, right? Same thing with an annuity versus a mutual fund versus an ETF or a UIT or an option strategy or a stock or a bond or whatever it is. They will all move your money further down the road, but they do it differently. And when you take a look at at how a mutual fund works versus you know, five individual stocks. There's pros and cons to all of the, to the, to that scenario, just like there's pros and cons to an annuity product. The advantages and disadvantages of a mutual fund are different than the advantages and disadvantages of annuities. And there's three categories in annuities. There's there's fixed annuities, there's indexed annuities, and then there's variable annuities. And and some of them don't have fees. Some of them have higher fees. Some of them, they're all designed to give you income for life. The purpose of an annuity is is to give you income for life that you and your spouse cannot outrun, uh, not outrun, but cannot outlive. Right. That's that's one of the main purposes of an annuity. Is that the case in a mutual fund? Not necessarily, because the markets could go down, and while you're withdrawing money, you could end up spiraling down your principal. You can't do that. In, in an annuity if it's if it's set up correctly. So we'll talk a little bit more about that right now. Let's welcome Frank on the line. Good morning, Frank. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, Larry. i got a question for you. Uh, I've heard advertisement uh, on the radio, and maybe you can or cannot comment, but this is, uh, I've heard about a 1010 IRA. Is that a 2% for 10 years guaranteed? Is that an annuity that they're, that they're uh, selling? I believe that it is, Frank. So I believe that there are some annuities out there that give you a a 10% bonus to put money in, but they also have a 10-year time frame that if you pull too much out each year, you would pay a penalty. Okay. Okay, But is it a high interest rate, like 10% per year? No, I believe that. Well, I I don't know what the ad is, so I can't speak to that particular product. But I believe right. it's just money in the first year. They give you that 10%, and then you have to hold uh-huh. it for a length of time. If you pull it out before then, then they take it back. So right. there's different there's different things when it comes to that. And that's part of the frustration with different products out there is when you see these headline advertisements is reading uh-huh. down into the product brochure to find out exactly what the do's and don'ts of this thing are. Do you see what I mean? Right. So, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's great. Th- thanks for that comment on annuities. Keep it going. Okay, Thank no you. problem. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. With any of your your financial planning questions or whatever it is you want to give us a ring about. So I guess so, I got a question on, on the annuities yep. as well. These are, these are normally for income and retirement years, correct? That's normally why you would buy a, an annuity. 
Correct. That's so, the purpose of it. Right. So you have you can have a mix of annuities. You can have uh, lots of different things within them. I know that you're not a fan of one of them, and that that one is what? Which one is the, the you're not? So so that was years ago. They they've they've changed them now. Okay. okay. But if you take a look right now, like at a fixed annuity, Chris, a fixed annuity. So again, there's three categories. There's variable, indexed, and fixed. If you look at a fixed annuity right now, the the interest rate that's being credited is is that of a a jumbo CD, maybe two three percent. Mm-hmm. So as interest rates rise in in the future, you know to keep pace with inflation, it may or may not keep pace with inflation. Now an, an annuity such as that could be a good replacement to a to a a a, a, a bank account savings account that's earning 1% because in an annuity you might get 2 or 3 mm-hmm. but remember one of the advantages one of the disadvantages of most annuities not all do this but but most of them do is they have a period of time let's say let's say 3 or 5 or 7 years whatever it may be let's say 7 years that you can put money into it you can pull 10 or 15% a year out but if you pull all of it out you'd pay a penalty Okay. Now there are some annuities that that in today out tomorrow no penalties. Hmm. So you really have to stop and understand when you break down the annuity. Sort of picture in your mind's eye this. Okay. What's the purpose of an annuity? The purpose of an annuity is to deliver income for life for you and your spouse. Okay. So that's sort of the chassis that the annuity is built on. Now you can start adding, picture yourself going down a cafeteria line. You can start adding all types of little product mixtures to it or little benefits or little riders to it, okay? You can say, okay, I want my annuity to to be in a scenario where I can't lose any money if the markets go down. But the offset of that is, well, if the markets go way, way up, my return for that year could be capped at a certain level. So you can say, you know, I like that component, whereas somebody else might say, you know what, I like the idea of having money that can I can never outlive, guaranteed for me and my spouse for life, which is the chassis of an annuity. But I'm okay if, if, if the market goes down. I don't mind that. I want to capture as much upside as I can. It's like so all these packages say, on these new cars, right, that you get to get add a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all bells and whistles. So somebody else might say, that's the component of an annuity that I want to have, right? And somebody else might say, well, wait a minute here. I want to have a guaranteed growth of future income down the road. For example, you can put, you can put an income protection and an income withdrawal rider on an annuity. So you put the money into the annuity, and suppose the market does nothing. Well, your income bucket that you're going to be able to pull money from will rise, let's say, 5 or 6 or 7% or whatever the, the rider number is. So, so if, you, if you were to, you know, so that way you can have, you know, growth on income protection, not walk away lump sum money, but income protection since, hey, guess what the annuity is designed for? Income, right? So, so there's, there's different types of products out there. And I, and, and I say this because annuities are just so much in the news today, and they do have a purpose, but they have to have the right purpose. If, if you're looking at, at comparing um, um, an annuity versus a regular stock account, you're going to have two different experiences there. And that's, that's what I want to mainly drive 
uh, be, because there's so much confusion out there. Oh. Just like the caller we had earlier today talking about, you know, I've seen an advertisement on a 1010 program oh, yeah. or whatever. I'm, I'm not too sure what it is. I'm just guessing just, just by based off of what he was saying the headline is. You know, there's all different types of programs out there. So so, so think about this in your mind's eye real quick, quick Chris. Let's suppose that you want to live on, let's say, $8,000 a month of, of, of after-tax spendable income when you retire, okay? So maybe Social Security is bringing you and your spouse in 2000 a month. Maybe you have pensions of 2000 a month as well. So now you've got 50% of your monthly um, uh, expenses guaranteed covered through pension and Social Security, right? And now you have savings and investments. And so you're sitting here and you're going, okay, I'm retiring. So for the next 25 or 30 years, I have to have the stock market and the bond market manage my money. Mm-hmm. through recessions and expansions and excess, exce, uh, uh, um, recessions and expansions back and forth for 25 or 30 years. Well, what happens if you were to say, you know what, I'm going to take a little bit of this money and drop it into an annuity, and now out of the 8000 a month that I need, I already have four through Social Security and pensions. Now maybe I get another two, so so now I have 6000 of the 8000 guaranteed to me for income purposes. So I've I've reduced my economic or market risk on some of my money because in this example the priority may be hey I want to make sure my income is more taken care of rather than going up and down in the swings of the stock and bond market. So that's a way that you can sort of picture in your mind's eye how an annuity would work. Now are they right for everyone? No, not at all. Okay, I had a client not too long ago ask me, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in getting an annuity. And after going through their scenario of Social Security and they had multiple pensions in their family, I was like, I don't think you even need one. Okay, mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I laid out the, the case for them. I said, look at what your income objective is versus the guaranteed income you already have coming in. I don't think you need one. And, and we didn't put them in one. So, so when you boil it down and you take a good look at, the purpose of the annuity, what it's designed to do, you know, get some education on it. And, and, and if you have questions on annuities, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. We can, we can talk a lot about them. So let me, you know, let me ask you this. I, qu- I, go ahead. I want to, pardon yeah. me? I was just going to ask you this question. So if, I, if I've got a, just for my, my example here, I've got a car, which is an annuity, and I want, to, I want the leather package and I want the lights and the runners and the color. Do all of these uh, annuity riders do they do they add to the cost? Is there yes. a, okay? So it's going to yes, cost you do. more money. All yep. Right. Think about this, Chris. The more you as an investor want to guarantee something, you're going to have to pay for it. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. You know, you're 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 dealing with investment professionals or or insurance companies. Those are the only ones chartered to write an annuity. So just like if if you said, hey, you know what, I don't want an annuity. But I want to try and get my portfolio in a non-annuity as, as secure as possible. So, so now I need to buy some options. So if the market goes down, they will protect me a little bit, right? Okay, well, guess what? You have to pay for the options, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. have to pay, and there's a price for that. So, so, so whenever an investor wants some type of a guarantee, you have to understand there's a price for it. Well, wait a minute, Larry. There's no fee to put my money in a bank account, and I have a guarantee there. That's correct. But the fee is something you don't see, which is the loss of purchasing power over time. 
because money in the bank account's not going to keep pace with inflation and taxes or your purchasing power over a longer period of time. So you really have to stop and break all this stuff down, Chris, and, and really take a good look at it. But my point is, though, neither pro or con, okay, neither pro or con on the annuity conversation. It's just a product out there. And some people are voicing, hey, these things are great. And some people are voicing, hey, these things are terrible. And my particular point is education. We want to drive some education to you because what Mr. and Mrs. Smith need in their investment portfolios might be totally different from what Mr. and Mrs. Jones need in their investment portfolios, right? So so that's the bottom line here is get some education on annuities. If you want to get some in- information on them, we've got, we, we have information on them that we can send out to you that sort of breaks down the three main types, fixed, indexed, and variable annuities in a packet that we have in the office. If you're interested in getting that, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123, or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. We'll be happy to send you out that information. Chris, I see we've got to take a quick break here. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. 571-490-7117. Troy Turo and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here is the telephone number for you to call, 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Larry. Ooh, we struck a nerve, Chris, with some product here. People calling, not asking not to be on air, give, but want the annuity info. package. huh? Give me info is what they want to know. Yep, yep, that's fine. That's perfectly fine there. Yep. So it's 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 important education. There's there's no doubt about it. How do it. I shop for an annuity? What, what, do I, what do I look for when it comes to one company versus another company? You know, the first thing that I would do, Chris, is when you're shopping for an annuity is is, is look at different companies. A- ask a financial advisor who's self-employed to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? I'm interested in an annuity. I want to I get two or three annuity choices that are, that are fixed annuities, that are indexed annuities, and that are variable annuities. And I want you to break it down for me and explain to me how this works. You can go in and ask them, you know, hey, I'll, I'll be happy to pay you for your time, a couple of hours worth of education. 
and that'll give you a, a good starting point for it all. Um, but you know, to to sit down and, and try and do it yourself, that you can, but you know, using an advisor who understands that world, that arena that can help speed up your learning curve quite a bit. Well, you said self-employed, and I guess the reason you said that is because they might be sort of uh, influenced by the company. uh, Correct. If you're talking to an advisor who works for a company, then they may only deliver that company product, right? Or they may deliver a limited amount of company products. You know, that's... That's uh, you know one of the things that we enjoy is the the flexibility of being self-employed, independent. That way we can sit down and shop you know thirty, forty different ones or whatever whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, some big news, big big news in uh, the financial press here uh, on Thursday, uh, which is uh, pretty interesting. The um, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals overturned entirely the Department of Labor ruling. The fiduciary ruling that came into being last year uh, is known as the DOL ruling. Okay, um, the ruling completely eliminates the DOL fiduciary rule. Although the DOL Department of Labor may appeal this decision to the Supreme Court, so we're going to have to wait and see. And basically, what this is is the Department of Labor ruling that came out last year is designed to raise all financial advisors dealing with retirement plans or IRAs, to a fiduciary level of relationship with their clients. What's wrong with that, right? So, you know, in addition to that rule, there was a whole bunch of other things tacked onto it, which are actually, you know, some people say are good, some people say are bad, some people say are indifferent, but at the end of the day, the, the cost of business is rising as a result of that. And in most cases, you know, the consumer ends up, covering that so so you 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 need to 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 really take a look at look at this so i know that now there's there's people that are running around going okay well we don't have to adhere to this anymore hold on a second because you know there's more to come on all of this um the state of nevada already requires a fiduciary duty to all financial services transactions and several other states are looking to do, put into some sort of similar legislation like that. What does that mean? Does that mean you have to have some sort of a license or you have a reporting responsibility to some sort of an organization when you say well, that? Well, so there is there is a, a an RIA license, which, which I have, and that puts you up at that level. So there's two types of, of uh, relationships with clients. One is fiduciary and one is suitability. Fiduciary, you basically have to demonstrate that any decisions you make are in your client's best interest and that you're looking for for um, reasonable price, not necessarily the cheapest price of, of products all the time, but reasonable prices for, for benefits that you get uh, versus suitability where that might not necessarily be the case. So the fiduciary relationship with a client is just a higher level of uh, client care, if you will, okay, duties of care type of thing. You know, when, when when you go see your doctor, they have a certain protocol, certain duty of care to the to the to the doctor patient relationship. And they have some sort of a board that they report to if there's a problem. Do you also as a fiduciary responsibility? 
Yeah, so each person either reports to the SEC or FINRA through their broker-dealers or their RIA firm. Got it, got so, it. So, yeah, yeah, that, that definitely happens. But check this out, Chris. You know, what, what, what's interesting to me is Department of Labor really never had oversight into the financial services industry. It's always been the SEC or yeah. FINRA. Yeah. And and that that was one of the things Weird. that was sort of interesting to me to see, well, why is it coming through the Department of Labor? Anyway, it, it did, it was, it was, it, it did, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, the SEC has stated that it's going to propose uh, in 2008 sometime, uh, 2018, excuse me, sometime, a, a broad-based fiduciary rule that's going to go across all security accounts. And, this, you know, it's probably going to come out in, in the third quarter this year. So stay tuned. So, so you know, Everybody in the industry always wants to do what's in the best – you would hope they want to do what's in the best interest of their client that they're sitting there looking at across the table. So, you know, sometimes you have to legislate that through rules and regulations, unfortunately. But, you know, later this year the SEC is going to come out with something. So maybe the DOL, Department of Labor, just gets this whole thing dropped, and maybe the people that have oversight anyway, the SEC, will take it over. Who knows? But uh, st- stay tuned for it all. And, and you know, that sort of leads me into – you know, how do you go about finding this out from from your advisor? What, what what are the questions you want to ask somebody, a prospective financial advisor that you're working with? You know, you just asked a minute ago. Well, how do you research? How do you find out about the information on these annuities that we were talking about? You know, well, you can sit down and, and ask somebody. You know, when 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 you're sitting down with an with an, a prospective advisor, ask them: Are you a fiduciary or not? Pretty simple question, right? Mm-hmm. If I engage in working with you. What is our relationship on? Is it on suitability or fiduciary? Them, the after they after they drop their 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 table and go what? How did you learn about this? Then then they might be able to get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> there <What>? you go. <laughs> it's not too hard, right? It's not too hard. You know, ask ask the prospective uh, advisor how are you compensated? You know how how do you get compensated? Do you get compensated when I make a trade? Do you get compensated when I put money in? When I take money out? Mm. You know how how am I charged fees what are the different ways that 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 i can pay for your services you know another question to ask a a financial advisor and and i ask a lot of financial advisors this question when i hear them talk and i say well what is your buy or sell decision process Ooh, right have somebody break it down and explain to you how they're watching the economy how they're watching the markets how they're understanding fiscal policy tax and spend how they're understanding um, monetary policy what's going on in the fed how they're understanding the market price correctly how do you take all of that information put it into a financial plan and build the correct investment mm. strategy for you what is yeah. your buy and sell decision process interesting question to 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 be asking a prospective financial advisor right. they should be able to look you in the eye and, and and explain it to you right then and there so so these are questions that you want to ask probing type questions let's welcome hilda on the line good morning hilda how are you today uh thank you sir thank you very much god bless you for taking my call um the question i want to ask is that i have a well my husband passed away i have a 373 um more Hey, Hilda, can you do me a favor? Are you on a speakerphone? Can you pick up that line for us? If possible. It's kind of hard to understand what you're saying. Oh, are you there? Yes, I'm oh, here. Okay, go can ahead. You yeah, you're, go ahead. Go ahead with the question. Can you hear? Okay, thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I have a 373 uh, mortgage that is the maturity date is on, um, 24 to 2. 
and I have a rate of 4375. I have 80,000, and I don't know what to do. Should I put this in my mortgage or I invest this 80,000? So, um, uh, well, my husband passed away. Well, Hilda, I'm sorry to hear about your husband passing away, but it's tough, uh, tough to hear yes. what you're saying. But my understanding is that you said you have uh, a mortgage balance and some in, and some money, and you're thinking about paying down the mortgage or or investing the dollars. Is that the gist of it? Yes, I really I don't know what to do. It's just a mess. <laughs> yes. And, so um, what we need to first of all we have to address the the scenario of if you pay down the mortgage then is it going to leave you with no mortgage payment and at the same time no investments no cash to live off of uh, we need to make sure that you don't end up being house rich and cash poor mm -hmm. on the other hand okay. uh, are you able to afford the mortgage payment now and still keep the cash in your bank or, or investments or whatever the case mm -hmm. is well, really the answer to this is yeah. is to to sort of sit down and, and build out a cash flow analysis, a cash flow financial plan for yourself. Okay. Okay. Um, what we'll do for you, we'll go ahead and send you out our financial planning toolkit, and we'll have someone follow up with you next week to, 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 to drill down on the phone with you a little bit more about your, your personal situation and help you build out a financial plan, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. So I uh, wait in the line. Absolutely. Yep. Let me place you on hold, Hilda, and we'll get that information out to you beginning of next week. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Another question you want to ask a prospective financial advisor, Chris, is the number of review meetings that you will get each year and what will be covered in those review meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, are you just going to come in and, and, and sit in and, and, and look at, and say, okay, well, you know, what's going on? Or, or, or are you going to go through an entire financial plan review? You're going you're gonna to talk about, you know, what we call the timeline, what's in front of you. You know, have you covered this, 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 and this? Mm -hmm. And all these thises are, you know, estate planning, wills, trusts, long-term care needs, how to pass assets on efficiently to, to heirs, you know, beneficiary forms. You know, I, I had a... Uh, uh, someone someone come in the other day and, and they said, you know, we were listening to you and we found out that our beneficiary forms are all incorrect. And, and you know, hey, with the stroke of a pen and in five minutes they were able to save their heirs a truckload of money in taxes just by fixing their beneficiary form. You know, so what is going to come in, in your financial review or your annual review meetings with your, with your prospective new advisor? What you know, they should be able to look you in the eye and demonstrate to you, well, here's a typical review meeting that we do. Well, how many do you do a year? One, two, four? How many do you do a year? You know, and, and I find it's, it's much more, uh, you know, relationship driven from that standpoint uh, rather than, than laboratory driven. You know, you, you do reviews with, with your advisor when points in time in your life are coming up. You know, let, let's just suppose that, that, that you turn, let's say, 62 in, in October and you want to retire and you're meeting with your advisor uh, once a year in February, right? Well, no, you're going to meet with him or her again probably in August and September to get everything lined up again for that meeting. Do you see what I mean? For that, for that triggering date, that triggering event or whatever it is. Uh, what about the support staff and duties? 
Ask the advisor, you know, what, what, what does your staff do for you? What are their duties? Who do I contact when I have questions? Uh, do I have the ability to input on investment strategies? You know, can I call my advisor and say, hey, you know, I, I, I was reading about XYZ stock. What do you think? Can we put that into our portfolio a little bit? You know, uh, all, all different scenarios. So uh, oop, we've got to uh, shut down the show here in just a few seconds. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.